the Egyptian pound depreciated over 16% and Malawi raises its benchmark rate. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. Peter Scribant, political economist with Oxford Economics, and this episode expounds on the new approach to political economy of Africa. He introduces us to the concept of political economic competition and its place in Africa's political economy. Political economic competition is the first axis. This is best summarized by who has the power to influence policy in a country. There are typically three actors, military, the government, and civil society. The government, as the bastions of policy, are held in check by either the military or a civil society in a country. And the direction in which the government is pulled and whether the government is pulled in any direction will crucially depend, um, determine the policy environment. Now, firstly, how do we model each of these variables? Firstly, we quantify the military's power by looking at historic spending on the defense forces budget, the military might in terms of material and amount of personnel, whether they participate in the government or if they've actually taken over the government through coups and several other variables. Secondly, the government's power is determined by the ruling party's internal cohesion and external cohesion within parliament to pass policies, as well as other variables like corruption, which tends to be an indicator of how stable and secure the ruling party feels in their position, which would facilitate higher levels of corruption. Then, on the positive side is civil society, which is allows um, a positive competition to keep the government in check. We model civil society by looking at proxy variables such as the educational level, the judiciary strength, rule of law in a country, and how free and fair elections are, among others. These three um, pillars work together to create two types of competition in the policy environment of a country. Firstly, positive competition. This is where the government is faced with and being constrained by civil society. Their policies are being held in check and this prevents the government from implementing unpopular policies or policies that are only important for it, for the government and civil servants and not for the country as a whole. Typically, in countries where we see positive competition, we see higher economic growth and higher levels of development. This is also conducive to more policy consistency and expectations and tends to attract more investment. Now, on the other side of the spectrum is negative competition. This is where the government is being held in check by the military or by a foreign force or an insurrectionist movement within the country. Here, the government is being constrained by this military force and its supremacy is being challenged. In these types of countries, we typically see that the government runs large budget deficits as it spends money to either fund the military in keeping these insurrectionist forces at bay or to keep the military happy so that they do not remove the government from power. This is also sometimes followed by a lot of short-term spending on um, subsidies and direct cash payments to citizens as to keep the citizens happy with this arrangement. 
but this leads to higher debt burdens and larger budget deficits over the long term. Furthermore, this creates a lot of policy uncertainty as short-run shocks like droughts or, um, or unrest can lead to large changes in government policy. And overall, this creates a volatile macroeconomic environment. When looking at the political economic competition axis of the policy environment of Africa, and looking at the 29 countries covered by Oxford Economics Africa, we can see some interesting dynamics taking place. Most African countries have positive competition dynamics taking place. This is where the government is being reined in by civil society, and it is a very good development. However, there are still a notable amount of countries that have negative competition in their country. Most of the, the second observation is that most of the countries fall very close to the middle, um, which means that the government is, doesn't receive as many checks and balances from either the military or from the civil society as ones on the polar ends. The last observation from this slide is that competition is improving over time and positive competition has increased in the 2010s. This is a very favorable development on the continent. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The Reserve Bank of Malawi raised its benchmark policy rate by 400 basis points to 18% in its October meeting, the highest since November of 2017. The Monetary Policy Committee stated that the sharp increase in borrowing costs was necessary to restore price stability, noting that the absence of such measures would frustrate the country's economic recovery and erode households' purchasing power. Inflation rose to a near nine-year high of 25.9% in September of 2022, largely due to soaring food costs. The MPC noted that the usual delay in the slowdown of consumer prices following higher energy and food costs internationally suggests that the CPI will remain elevated for a prolonged period. Consequently, inflation for 2023 is projected to be at 21.8%. Staying with Malawi, it is the first low-income country to reach a staff-level agreement to receive about 88.3 million US dollars in emergency financing through IMF's new food shock window under the rapid credit facility. Malawi has also requested program monitoring with board involvement. This emergency financing under the new food shock window will help Malawi address urgent balance of payments needed related to the global food crisis. Program monitoring with the board involvement will support the government's economic reforms to restore macroeconomic stability and provide the foundation for an inclusive recovery. Malawi's request will be discussed by the IMF's executive board as soon as possible. Malawi is implementing a comprehensive debt restructuring needed to restore debt sustainability. A credible process for the debt restructuring would need to be underway prior to the IMF executive board consideration. And a quick look at the market. The Egyptian pound depreciated over 16% to a record low of 22.95 against the US dollar after the central bank moved to durably flexible currency regime, which allowed the country to access a $3 billion funding deal with the IMF. The agreement will run over 46 months, aiming to restore macroeconomic stability. A more flexible exchange rate has been indicated as a new condition for new financing that Egypt began seeking this year from the International Monetary Fund after its economic woes dipped amid the fallout from Russia's war 
with Ukraine. Egypt agreed to a three-year IMF program in the late 2016 that involved a currency devaluation, sweeping reforms and a $12 billion loan. The central bank also raised official interest rates by 200 basis points in an exceptional meeting, saying it is aimed at anchoring inflation expectations and containing demand-side pressures. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com and don't don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial, and you can find me at Withadong.